Okay. <laughs> We're live. Hello. Welcome to Literally Nobody. Thank um, <laughs> we are recording, I would say, a special episode today. I am with two people close to my heart, um, Andrea and Austin. So... Andrea is my cousin, and Austin, Annie, yep. Annie, and Annie is her husband, and Close oh my god, <laughs> this <laughs> and Austin is Annie's husband. Straighten that out. Um, but yeah, I have been staying with them in St. Paul since doing my travel nursing gig. They've been super generous and wonderful letting me stay with them. So yeah, and they're, I've been having a ton of fun just connecting and talking with them when I have my little bit of free time. And so I thought it'd be super fun to get them on and laugh and talk and yeah, all the good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. We're very excited to be a part of this. Yeah. Um, and we're excited to have you staying with us. I think it's, um, I don't know, it's been, it's been a blessing uh, to have extra space in our home to do stuff like that. So that's part of why we bought it. And yeah. And it's also just fun because I feel like this is the first time you and I have just got to like hang out without, like we've done like cousin trips and stuff outside of family reunions, but just like talk about day-to-day stuff and like yeah so it's just that's been super fun um yeah 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 no I totally agree I'm like not that I thought it was gonna be bad obviously I I knew it was gonna be good but it's better than I expected so it's been nice yeah before we get too deep into this I just want to make sure that the mic's recording appropriately because I'm seeing us be very small and you be very large oh oh yeah um we're going to have fun. And we do not need to be that nervous. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's just hard Thank to God for Austin because, <laughs> well, I have been struggling with mics, obviously, from the get. Our first recording was horrible. <laughs> and so, yeah. Austin knows about audio stuff. And so... Dream oh. job is being an audio um, engineer. Yeah, <laughs> that's another plus of yeah. <laughs> staying here. I'm like, Side I bonus. need help with my podcast. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's uh, good. Yeah, it's fun. Yes, it yes. Fun. Okay, so um, yeah, we're going to dive on in. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about relationships, marriage, sex. Excellent. <laughs> Um, first, very much looking forward to that. <laughs> first, though, I just want a quick, you know, rundown cap of your guys' relationship. Yeah. How'd you meet? Yeah, go for it. All okay. the stuff. So we, um, we met in college. We were in the same dorm freshman year. Um, dorm-cest, as they call it. Um, <laughs> what? Like, like incest, but dorm sex. Okay. Yeah, when you date in interdorm. You're, you're not, yeah. Intradorm. You're not yes. supposed to do that. No. Intradorm yeah. dating. So I saw Austin yeah. wearing uh, short running shorts. He had just come from playing Ultimate Frisbee and he had a guitar on. So it didn't look like he was wearing any pants. And I was like, that's the man I want to marry. <laughs> no, not really. But I did think he was cute. And uh, had I had a crush. I thought it was cute too. Yeah. He, was, he had just got out of a long term relationship in high school and he was. Uh, very girl hungry, I guess. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> but 
but uh, no, we. So I had a crush on him for a very long time. We were friends, but and then it, we got to. Oh, oh sorry. Jeez. No, that's okay. Just a responsible adult with alarms. <laughs> um, and we got to a point where I was, um, yeah, I was super crushing, and you still had no idea. Um, no idea. No idea. Completely no. oblivious. That was that's been a theme of our relationship. No, is- it. <laughs> no. Austin, no. Austin growing in awareness of emotions and uh-huh. other people's feelings and anyway uh-huh. i'm getting too in the weeds here um so yeah we met at the dorm we dated uh up until so it was november and then we dated until almost a year later when we came back for sophomore year because we dated all through our freshman year and then i decided to call it off with him um it was interesting because and this kind of relates to the topic like i um quick side note mm-hmm. is it okay if faith stuff comes up because that's kind of yeah of okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, yeah so okay <laughs> awesome so yeah so we um so at the time I was in a Christian group where I had like an older mentor and we were talking about our relationship and um was just learning about you know like boundaries and things and had kind of always you know had this idea I think we actually on one of our early dates, um, like ended up sleeping in the same bed together. And I think somehow boundaries came up and I was like, just so you know, like nothing is happening tonight. (laughs) You did make that very clear. Yes. Yeah. So I kind of always, I guess, had this sense of like, you know, boundaries, but I also was just very inexperienced in like that. I don't know. Purity culture, I guess, if you could call it, had kind of followed You had never had a boyfriend. Um, right? or did you? I did, okay. but like I wasn't kissed until I was 17, okay. I think was the time I had my first kiss. I mean, yeah, I literally was, I could, I would cry about it in high school all the time. Cause I thought like, no, <laughs> no one loved oh, me no. and, uh, yeah, I wasn't, you know, but I had had a couple of boyfriends okay. that were pretty casual, never did anything beyond like Austin's making out with them the first person i yeah. remember yes about, yeah. yeah the the rest were yeah <laughs> yeah i'm um, through yes so anyway so yeah so the so reason we broke up was just because <laughs> i think we were at different places with where we wanted to be with boundaries and i kind of have had this theme of shame like running through my life i think that's the thing i would say I struggle with the most. So I, I would say a lot of shame that I held about things we were doing kind of propelled me to like, oh, breaking up with him is the right thing to do. And even as I broke up with him, I was like, I still could see myself marrying this man. Like, I think he's amazing. And, but just where we were at was like too fast, too soon. And I was like, I just need to get out. Like, I just need space. And so broke up with him for four months. He was completely devastated. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you speak Beside to himself. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that was a particularly difficult time period for me. Um, I think that at that point, it, it was already uh, clear to me, or yeah, I guess clear to only me, that um, Andrea was the person I wanted to marry. And so um, I wasn't really able to square... Uh, the fact that she was breaking up with me <laughs> with the fact that I was like really expecting that this was the person that I was going to marry and we were going to get together in the end and I didn't see how it was going to work out. So 
Um, I had a really difficult time with that. And I think um, a lot of that was compounded by the, uh, I guess you could say, layers of faith that were um, maybe misrepresented in (laughs) in that breakup. And kind of, it, it came as a bit of a surprise to me a little bit out of the blue um and and we had never not that we had never talked about boundaries during um the first portion of our relationship but we hadn't uh seriously begun working towards any particular solution if you will so it was just kind of like hey i decided i actually had enough and i'm done with this and <laughs> i think it's pretty much your fault and yeah so uh, just to, so. yeah give you kind of a, an idea of what that breakup looked like it was so i mentioned this mentor that i had and i essentially she was talking to me of like oh like you guys you know because she's asking like where do you guys have your boundaries and like how do you keep each other accountable and all these things and i'm like I don't really know. Like we just kind of do whatever. I'm 19 like, years old. <laughs> and um, and then basically just to the point where like, oh, breaking up with him is like the morally correct thing to do. Was kind of like I've I've grown a lot in my I, I think personhood and also just faith and how I see that. And I think again, overcoming shame has just been like a big part of that story because I'm very prone to it. And so I think maybe not even realizing that shame was what was driving me because I got to this point where I was like, yeah, like Austin's pulling me away from God. And like all these, I just got myself wrapped into this mentality that basically by the time I broke up with him, I was like, do you even know what a man of God is? Like you're failing me in this way, this way, this way, this way, like just came out really strong. I feel like you had all these conversations in your head without having them out loud. Oh, hundred percent. And that's the hindsight now is like, I really don't think we needed to break up, but I don't think I knew how to communicate. And so fleeing from the situation was like the easiest thing to do at the time. And so I kind of just left him in the dust because, again, I felt morally justified. But meanwhile, he's over there spinning like, what the heck happened? Yeah, so so I, I took that personally a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <I> took, <laughs> we obviously got a, back a together. Re- review so. of my character. At yeah, that. yeah. Um, so, Are you even a man? <laughs> it was Why? like, yeah, it was, it was intense. Like I said, I've grown a lot. <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah, we, we were apart for probably about four months, um, during which time Andrea got the kind of separation and, and uh, closure, if you will, on what that portion or, or uh, version of our relationship looked like. And so um, uh, I was trying my best to grow through that situation. I, I did grow a lot through that time period, but um, ultimately was just still really interested in getting back together with Andrea and we can go into more details about that if we want to but really didn't have a ton of um strategy or willpower around like keeping the distance between us um and and not making uh relationship happen again so we did end up getting back together uh we did it as pretty much two engineers would. And we like wrote out a list of topics of like all the things we needed to get on the same page on. <laughs> and we just had sequential Each like, date we were like meetings okay, to go marriage, through. Meetings. Like, <laughs> yes. To go through each topic. Make sure we were aligned. Like, yeah. Okay, I made on our this goals. PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. It was just about that. Like just, we each had written up short of that. like yeah. a page worth of thoughts and then brought it to these meetings. Which, yeah, it may have been overkill, but I think the 
point was we were trying not to be on again, off again yes, couple. It that was, was going to work or it was idea. not going to work. Yeah. We um, wanted to be really intentional of like, yeah. yeah, we're not just gonna keep jumping in and jumping out. Like we're both fully committing until it doesn't make sense and then we would be done. But I don't think I ever saw us again. Like I always had this inkling of like, I think he could really be the one. And you know, there's been times through that that I think especially leading up to like our engagement in that finalized, you know, proposal where you just are like, I don't know. I'm he's a lot more of a loyalist and a um you dedicate yourself and you're all in and I'm uh variety to me is the spice <laughs> of life. <laughs> I'm more flaky, sure, that's one way to say it. I also, yeah, am a little bit of a shiny object kind of person. So anyway, um yeah, so we got back together. We dated the rest of college. Um he proposed our senior year of college and then we got married in twenty nineteen, right before the pandemic hit. So we're yep. Coming up on four years of being married this August. And there's your very short answer. (laughs) Super short. (laughs) Not long-winded whatsoever. Nope. (laughs) There's Um, so many more pathways we could have gone down to. You're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) No, I remember... I'm... If I'm remembering correctly. Yes, yes. (laughs) Thanksgiving together at your parents' house. You telling us, us girls... (laughs) (laughs) about your breakup with Austin and yeah how things were yeah moving physically a little bit more than you were ready for and yeah it was just like yeah not knowing another way to handle it other than just yep yeah which you know again hindsight Mm you saying maybe we didn't need a breakup maybe we didn't but where had that you know right led you obviously to the right place so Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. that did need to happen, yep. you know? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, um, I think it's very possible we didn't have, like, the emotional maturity to handle it within the relationship, but in general, it is possible to handle those topics within a relationship. Like, I, yeah. I don't think, you know, maybe some physical time or separation apart it, it could be important for just clarifying your thinking, but... Um, yeah, it's possible that at that time we weren't really ready to dive into that while still being essentially with each other every day, all day, yeah. hanging out. Yeah. So, well, and you guys were young, yeah. you know. I kept, I remember, I kept yeah. thinking that, you know, just as you guys getting engaged and getting yeah. married, I'm like, dang, <laughs> like me and Annie are the same age and they're young. Yeah. I, thought, I don't think I would be ready to be in a fully, you know, committed yeah. relationship, and yeah. so. Um, yeah, our, our parents yeah. thought so too. <laughs> they thought we were very young. Yep, yep. I certainly didn't go into college expecting to find a wife, um, but you know. That sounds so old fashioned for some reason. What? Find, find a wife. Find a wife, yeah. Because yeah. um, you and Jordan started, when did you start dating? I was 20. Okay. And you guys moved in together. When I was 20. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we lived in together about a month oh after. Oh my God. Well, you'd also known each other since yeah. you were littler. Yeah. Maybe high schoolers. Yeah. We, we, our relationship moved, um, I would say very quickly. Yeah. Very serious, very quick. Yeah. Um, 
I just talked about in my last podcast that when he asked me to be his girlfriend, he gave me a ring. Oh my and that was that was that's three, awesome. that was three months in us talking. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, what a promise! Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, what finger do right. I wear this on? <laughs> and he's like, whatever finger you want. And Just not I, the ring one. No, I wore it on my ring finger. Did. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. It's like a promise ring. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> that's so interesting, though. Talk me through like. Because to me, you're like, oh, she's so young, like they're getting engaged, but you were living together. Because I felt like I had a lot of life experience <laughs> leading up to that point, whereas I looked at you as like my little sweet baby, innocent Cherubs. Annie, yes. you know? Yes. Cherubs. Yeah. Yes. yes. Inexperienced. Uh, yes. Doesn't. Yeah. No. And, and that was I our... Mean, the, that's... <laughs> that was the that was our parents sentiment. No, I think yeah, yeah. I think it was like for us the way we reasoned with it, because you know, we had plenty of conversations with both of our parents about like because they're like, What are you guys doing? Like I remember my parents <laughs> my parents specifically were like, You guys should especially on actually the physical boundaries stuff, like were encouraging me like you and Austin should be like doing stuff and was like oh funny yeah That's yeah surprising. which was which is so <laughs> like am I getting beer pressure <laughs> but um yeah because I think what we came to was just we know in even in our like we recognize the fact that we are probably being naive but also to me it was like if we're both committed to this then the fact that we're young, like, doesn't really matter, you know? Like, right. it's like, I think, you know, there's so many, I don't know, excuses. You know what I'm trying to, I don't know. <laughs> I do know what you're <laughs> trying to. I'm going to interrupt you yeah, and say, yeah. weren't your parents super young? They were high school sweethearts. Yeah. And then they got engaged a year out of college. I think they were, engaged, okay. I think they were married when they were 24. Okay. And they had me when they were 28. Yeah, yeah so and my parents were were not they were i think about 30 when they got married oh, and okay. my dad had had a previous uh short-term marriage oh okay <laughs> so i think that was definitely a contributing factor yeah um because yeah. i you know some of the some of the things that they were concerned about in general was just um there there's a lot of development that obviously happens in yourself uh through college but also in those first couple of years out of college as you're establishing um what career trajectory trajectory you want to take or what location you want to live in or the, those other kinds of um life goals and pursuits that are a little bit more open-ended and you just really haven't had to ask yourself when when you're in college so uh, I think they were concerned that we were going to figure out something um, either about ourselves or about our long-term life goals that was not going to align shortly after you know we had gotten married, basically. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's a completely fair concern. Um, it's obviously hard to explain to someone what you're thinking and feeling <laughs> to yeah. to actually like satisfy those concerns but you know kind of like andrea said from our standpoint it was um we know that we're committed to one another and we see that um our marriage is kind of going to be the fundamental uh thing that the keeps cornerstone us as opposed to the capstone like yeah we we would rather conform our life goals to 
being with each other versus like forming your life goals and then seeing if they fit together. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So That's I sweet. think we're more yeah, willing to. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, not that I don't think Back you guys to the are topic. interesting <laughs> and wonderful, but the main reason yes. I wanted to really talk to you guys, um, is because you guys, well, I had thought, mind blown, <laughs> I had thought they waited till marriage yep. for sex, which is, again, like the complete opposite of me um, and has always kind of um, been very interesting to me in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I used to watch... Um, Nine, what is it, 19 Kids and Counting or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like the couples are like side hugging and you know, yeah. all this weird stuff. And I'm like, man, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. To feel so foreign to you. To, like, yeah, be in a relationship where there's, yeah, nothing, not nothing physical happening, but you know. Yeah, you're trying not, to, you're making a point of trying to not be physical. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so I thought that was really interesting. I don't, know if I have anyone else in my life <laughs> like this. Yeah. And I really just wanted to pick your guys' brains about, yeah. yes, boundaries and yeah. um, what that looked like. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like I mentioned earlier, I think a lot of it was instilled in, I mean, like I've been involved in youth groups and like church stuff growing up. So I think it always was talked about in those settings and I don't know for it's it I'd say the two are like it's pretty tied to my faith like Mm -hmm. um pretty directly and I think um yeah so being involved in those kinds of like faith groups and those topics come up a lot especially with like young adults you know they'll talk about these things and so um I always kind of had it instilled in me that that was like the right thing and I think with the shame piece like I always sought to do the right thing and so it was always I guess something I kind of felt like I should do and so that like brought was brought into our relationship and then the fact that we were both in this um you know church group while we were through college or I guess it was a ministry not connected to a church but yeah go ahead so Austin, was this a part of your life prior to um, being in a relationship <laughs> with Annie? Where like yeah. you were um, like religious, you were in the church church group separate from Annie, and or were you in it like a together thing? Yeah. So um, for, for me, this was kind of it. It did come about just kind of like this um, moral standard, if you will, came about through. Uh, involvement in, in the group that we were a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I think that for for me, I didn't see much incongruency with that and like how I was already generally living my life. Like I wasn't a, su- a person who was super interested in, you know, uh, anything associated with like college party lifestyle. Um, so You're saying you weren't associated? You, you just... Yeah, I just, that, that wasn't, I don't to know. You. I'm in goody two shoes, just yeah, like yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. So We're I both think, oldest like, kids, so I think that yeah, that, I think to that definitely <laughs> contributes to it. So, like hearing about that through our church group was like not a surprise, and it wasn't that difficult to to get on board with that idea. So, um, I think it got 
that idea got tested over time in our relationship, but in terms of where it originally came from, I don't know. I think it was just like, hey, you know, don't have unprotected sex. That's bad. And you could have a kid. And hey, now that you're a part of this church group, like we definitely within this community, like don't appreciate that idea and want to make sure that um, all the relationships that are kind of formed out of this group have some uh, kind of grounding in in faith that is driving them towards, I want to say, it sounds goofy because anytime I'll go to like make a a rule like that or a statement like that, I just, that's not how the Christian faith is really supposed to work. But at the same time, there's like ethics that come out of the Christian faith that just so again to be were you guys way. in this group separately or it was it's like a two hundred person group okay we meet once a week okay. and so like we would both we were both in Bible studies and then would just go to this group together so it was okay. like yeah. we we knew each other through it we were all also obviously in the dorm together so it wasn't it it functioned kind of like Churchwood where you like show up and there's like music and there's a speaker and then, but you're also in like your smaller group. So we saw each other through it. Yeah. Um, and like we'd go on retreats and stuff where they might split off like girls and guys and talk about, you know, I, I would just wanted to say like purity culture, I think when it, as it comes relates to the church can be done well and it can be done really horribly. And like the horrible side is the shame and the like, I heard some, pastor talk about like an uh basically held up like a rose at the beginning of a sermon and was like okay pass this rose around and then it came back to the pastor and was like all crumpled and he's like this is what it's like if you're having sex before marriage just like really yeah horrible mentality of like there's so much shame in sex before marriage and then I think when it's done well and I think where I'm probably now more so in the camp of um is like I think meaningless sex doesn't exist. Like I think sex in the act of doing it has a lot of meaning. And I mean, they've proven this psychologically. Like when you have sex with someone, your your attitude towards them changes. There's like a, a connection that forms in your brain. And so kind of essentially the Christian faith would say like, we want to protect and uphold that bond that you're forming with another person and essentially like protected in the context of all the promises that come with marriage of like, I'm not going to leave you. I am not going to abandon you. Like I am here for every part of you. And like, that is a promise that you can trust in. And then the sex with that come becomes like so much sweeter. And so I think, you know, moving, trying to move as much away from the shame of like, you're a bad person for doing this and into like, no, there's, benefit and joy to like saving yourself um which i don't even like i don't like using any of the common phrases because i feel like they're all tied back to the shame but it's yeah i mean i uh, agree and i think that idea is super um cool you know i don't know like after of course i have already lost my virginity but i'm like man can i take that back (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and and do it over again because i think it is um 
Yeah, I think it is cool. Mm-hmm. I think it is interesting, though, because I think as women, that may be slightly mm-hmm. more true that you don't have meaningless sex. But I think as men, I mean, there's some men out there. Yeah. I mean, probably women, too. Yeah. But I feel like it's more common in men to have sex with, like, hundreds plus women. Yeah. And it's like, they can't have a relationship with all those women. Yeah. You know? They probably don't even know half of their names. Yeah. And so, yes. <laughs> nope. That is very, like, that is very true. You yes. Know, yes. I think with the, you know, meaning and the, and me making the comment about meaningless sex, I think you do it enough and the impact that it has like over time loses its potency, right? Like, so then for these men, yeah, you know, like it's just like, oh yeah, then you're, you're disconnected from the promise of like the, the, the covenant or the, the marriage, the whatever. And so, um, Yeah. 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 Where, where I where sense. I think it goes is like what's your goal or or what's your priority and I think it, having a priority of protecting a marriage relationship and and knowing that you can count on your significant other in in all aspects of life to be to be faithful. I don't see how practicing something different like going out and sleeping with several hundred people (laughs) but it like i just don't see how that builds any habits towards um like having a a committed relationship because if if this guy wants to settle down at some point like one analogy i've heard is like when you are having sex and breaking up and having sex and breaking up you're essentially like practicing divorce was how someone's put it of just like because you're um yeah i don't know um i totally lost my train of thought now but you think you're saying you're connecting with someone on a really intimate level and then and ending up not not staying just to go back to our hundreds of women dude is like yeah when he does want to settle down like he has to overcome those desires that he's given into for the last however many years of just like oh yeah i can have sex with whoever i want it's like okay Mm -hmm. now i want to connect to this one person now i have to do the extra work of like cutting out all those desires and like dying to myself and yeah but yeah. I, i'm super curious to hear about because you what has your been your experience you talked about you know maybe the first time you don't have, you don't have to answer too if you don't want to <laughs> <laughs> but like as you moved through relationships and had you know sex with men <laughs> <laughs> or women i don't know um, <laughs> Like, what do you feel like, what what did sex mean for you and your significant others, like, through those relationships, and how um, did you, and maybe do you see it now differently, now that you're married, or not? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I saw sex. I feel yeah. like I was a kid, and yeah. I saw sex as something to do to fit in, hmm. um, where the school I came from... I, so I had, I had made out with boys. Yep. And then I moved to this high school and there was girls, you know, 14 years old, freshmen who were having sex and had been having sex in middle school. That's so great. And I was totally mind blown at first, but then it's like this culture that that's normal, that's yeah. acceptable. And yeah. that's kind of semi-expected right you Mm. you're the weird one for not doing it right yeah and so i didn't know what the hell i was doing i was just trying to fit in yeah that's (laughs) fascinating as 14 year old that was when it was like all right clara get to going (laughs) yeah and so 
um, that's what I'm saying is like, I was so just naive and dumb Mm. and I'm like, and it's something that, yeah, you can take back. And I didn't have faith or religion, Mm -hmm. which I don't think, I don't think you need, Mm -hmm. I guess. I think you could Mm -hmm. instill that idea in other ways, but um, I didn't have anyone yeah. guiding me or telling me what yeah, necessarily yeah, right yeah. from wrong sure. or um, I was just 14 year old me think making decisions for myself. Oh my god! <laughs> like I don't, you know, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking of the first time we had sex and like, I, yeah, how weird that was. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, weird. yeah, well, think of like, I don't even think I had my period when I was 14. Like, yeah, that, uh, that would be really weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly, it was with, um, yeah. You about my, to name drop? <laughs> no, no, no. My, um, like first boyfriend, I guess, yeah. um, in high school and then we like went upstairs and like ate dinner with his family and I'm just like sitting there like what the hell did I just do (laughs) what is my life right now (laughs) like I'm having to eat dinner staring at his family like I don't even know what's happening yeah Yeah. um but moving back because I want this to be about you guys (laughs) not about me um, we'll, we'll ask no more questions. When I mean, no, it's good. Yeah. But um, when when things were intense and yeah. you were feeling really intimate and connected, and the emotional stuff was there, yes. and you were like wanting to maybe cross that line, what were the things that you did, like the the actual things that you did, yeah. um, to prevent that? And yeah, yeah, I yeah. I so. Um, it's almost too late at that point. Yeah. If you're <laughs> like in the heat of the moment, like the chances <laughs> that you're going to the point of no return were pretty high for us. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. So not to, but like, yeah. So some kind of close coming up. Anyway, finish your answer. Oh, all I was going to say was, um, <laughs> I think that it was really difficult in that moment. I don't know if there's any particular tips or tricks. It was just willpower. So a lot, a lot of us um, protecting that boundary was more about not getting ourselves into those kinds of situations. Yeah. As would you keep to, like physical distance? No, like, we not just like too close to each other. It would or be like, like, don't go over to his house late at night. Or yeah. like, don't hang yeah. out in the living room. Don't go into the bedroom and close the door. It's like, yeah. if you're putting yourself in a situation where you're going to have, like, you're going to be uninterrupted. You're going to be in like in an intimate place where there's nobody else around. Yeah. Like, I remember there, there being a couple months where like, we would make out just like every time we were in a closed, you know, like yeah. a closed space, it would just be like, yeah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just like, I think, but I think. Yeah, usually I had an awareness in the heat of the moment about like how far things were going. And I think depending on the day, sometimes I cared more than others to stop it or like felt like I had more willpower. And so, um, yeah, that's a great description. I I think you can catch yourself like preparing, if you will. mm -hmm. You're like, oh, let's just hang out in here. Yeah, because there's there's like stages, right, where you're like like, advancing. (laughs) 
We don't even be bothered. Let's shut the door. Like, you know what? Let's uh, hang out on the bed. Like, it's comfier over here. Like, you you (laughs) can catch yourself. I think I was completely oblivious to this idea until maybe, like, a couple of years ago that you put yourself into situations that either allow for intimacy allow or, or don't yeah. you know yes. it's crazy yes. and i didn't know that <laughs> i thought no matter, no matter the situation you could control it yeah which and maybe you can but the idea of yeah putting yourself in situations that either mm-hmm. are setting you up for success or failure are mm-hmm. super important mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah that was it. the short answer is uh yeah, we weren't very good in the heat of the moment at putting, having any practical ways to stop. Um, so. Yeah, it was just like you described, more a matter of like willpower and just us being aware of like, okay, we've gone this far and if before. And would be like, like, okay, like, well, go back. And yes, like, okay. as yeah, soon as literally. one of us would say something like, like, the, hey, should we? Then other, <laughs> the other person uh, like, never. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. The, yes, stop. I was going to say, the other person was quick to jump in and be like, okay, agreed. Like, neither of us was ever like, no, let's keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think. Yeah, no, okay. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Did you, you guys didn't live together until mm-hmm. you were married, right? And yep, so that right. was kind of, I guess, what we were talking about, setting you up for success for not mm-hmm. being in the same location yes. <laughs> all day, every day, sleeping yeah, in the same no, bed at night. Yeah, no, we'd live together, yeah. It would have been game over. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. How did you, I guess it's interesting to me because like connecting wise, mm-hmm. getting, preparing for a marriage, mm-hmm. but yet not living together mm-hmm. is... Uh, foreign yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think there's a variety of of things that can be successful in living together. Um, I think that living together is kind of a step that represents combining your lives at some level, which is something that happens in marriage for sure. But uh, I suppose doesn't necessarily need to happen up into that point. I think we've seen in some some of our peers relationships like things get really messy if the relationship is having difficulties but there's nowhere to go there's like no escape from right. the other person right you can't even like go to your own bedroom and just like shut the door mm-hmm. you, you have to like constantly be confronting this person and mm-hmm without the foundation of like oh we're frustrated with each other but at least we're not going anywhere mm-hmm. that um, promise again of like it, yeah commitment i'm committed to you fully um, yeah yeah it, it it can become kind of like a stressful environment if it's like still on the table of like <clears throat> oh this relationship's not going well but you know in practical terms the lease doesn't end until a couple months from now so it's like I guess we got to stick it out until then. It's like, well, wouldn't you, you know, you'd rather have the freedom to be able to uh, like handle the relationship as necessary and then handle your lease as necessary <laughs> or like, yeah. like manage those things independently. And I think we also got a lot of guidance and advice that uh, if we were on solid ground in terms of the commitment that we were going into marriage with, um, and, and we were kind of on the same page about the, the purpose and the eternality of it, then we could figure out and work through conflict resu- resolution around like which way the toilet paper roll is supposed to go. So <laughs> there, there certainly was a ton of like <laughs> learning to live together. So I don't want to like trivialize that. That was a huge challenge in, in the early portion of our marriage. But 
um, very achievable within the context of marriage. Yeah, I think like, because the argument in the school of thought is like, well, if you don't try living together, you know, how are you going to know if you live together? And I think to kind of pile on what Austin's saying is like, if there are things about living with this person that are red flags, those are the same red flags that you would have seen if you'd been intentionally dating them. You know, like, again, which way they mm. put the toilet paper shouldn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. if they, you know, I think it's like, yeah, yeah, the, their character is really what matters in the long run, not whether or not they do the dishes, which was a big problem for us. <laughs> so, like, you know, the fact that, like, again, returning to that idea that, like, I think a successful marriage is made up of two people that are committed to each other and to loving each other better. And, like, as long as Austin's willing to try to grow at being better at the dishes and I'm willing to try to be better at, like allowing him to not do the dishes <laughs> then, uh, yeah then it's like we'll get there and so yeah. then i yeah i think the i mean yeah i don't know i'll i think that's there. been huge for me yeah is like realizing the not important from the important yes things. Hmm. like yeah Jordan does things too, like leaving empty boxes. Like uh-huh. You ate the last of the thing, throw it away. <laughs> you know, silly stuff like that. Yes. You know, that is like, yes. but again, doesn't actually matter. Doesn't right. speak to their character, yes. who they are, right. you know, as a yes. person. Yes, because the reality is like, there's going to be annoying things about every single person you'd marry. Every person. So like, yeah. yeah, cool. You discovered that early. Like th- those are there for everyone. So it's yeah. kind of like, you know, and just to tie it back to the sex piece too, because I think that argument gets brought of like, well, if you don't have sex, how do you know like if the sex is good? And I think for us, like especially you know the first time having sex, like none of neither of us were very good. So like, no, wasn't that good? <laughs> so to me, it's like sex is a skill that you learn, and if you're learning to do it better with the person that you're like trying to feel good with, then. The only person that you're ultimately like worried about making feel good is that person. So I think the, yeah, I think that argument of like, oh, you need to try it out with a bunch of different people to get good at it is like, no, everyone's going to be bad at it when they start and everyone's going to get better as they get to know the person they're being intimate with. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah, I totally agree too. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I, I did not see myself being in a, marriage or committed relationship yeah but here i am and i've realized all you know a lot of these things that i didn't um you know i guess i'm proud of myself for realizing yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah like not a lot of people um i was actually talking about this with some friends the other day like going outside of your relationship to cheat or have Mm -hmm. fun quote unquote Mm -hmm. and it's like why would you not put that like intention to creating more fun in your own sex life Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like you can you can do so much learning and growing Mm -hmm. um in the bedroom with your own partner and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah why would you not put forth that effort Mm -hmm. then Mm Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. That's been something that's been really hard about marriage in general is trying to figure out like the ways to corral (laughs) yourself and like your emotions consistently like working in the same direction over time. I think it's super easy as a person to get distracted um, Mm -hmm. with different 
you know, goals or dreams or desires in your life, it's super easy as a person to get distracted with, you know, oh, this is entertaining for now. That's entertaining for now. I feel happy today. I feel sad today. Um, but, you know, continuously trying to work from whatever, you know, whatever the roll of the dice is today for my emotions and my perspective on things like, yeah. okay, from this position today, you know, how do I love Andrea well? Um, that's some days a really, it's easier than yeah, others. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just based off your own emotion and like where your head's 100%. at. hundred percent. So, and how sun, sunshiny it is. Outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So literally, it's a cold literally, day in Minnesota. Yeah. Might be a little harder. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. So that, that's a, that's a challenge of, of marriage in, or yeah. any long-term commitment in well, general is just doing yeah. it when it's not aligned to your current, you know, feelings. Yes. I could keep talking about you, but let's see. Um, yes. My next <laughs> question is that, so you having this whole relationship, a long relationship, like mm-hmm. how many years before having sex? So it was four? Four or five. Yeah. So we Four started, and a half years. Yeah. So it's almost been like half and half, you know, kind yeah. of at this point. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you could easily like resort back to having a relationship like without sex because sometimes for me and I think it's changed since being a mom and stuff like that too Mm -hmm. but like I can be intimate Mm -hmm. and I can live daily life sex free easily (laughs) without sex yeah you know and I think just men and women that's a little different but um just in a general sense um is it like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. Is it easier? It's 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 interesting because Austin's the only person I've ever had sex with. So it's right. hard to picture, like, what would sex be like without him? Because if you're asking, could we just now, the two of us, never have sex again and continue to live together in this house and, like, operate like normal, I think that would be really hard. I think we would... We can, I guess, like, never again. Let's say, like, yeah. okay, we're not going to have sex for the next four months. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, is yeah. that, would that, like, I, throw a wrench into your I think life? it'd be... I think mm. it, it would be easier for me from a physiological standpoint for the same reason of just, like, yeah, I'm sure there'd be days and times where I'd be tempted, but I wouldn't have, I think, quite the buildup that you... <laughs> <laughs> of, like, the, 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 the urge to. Yeah. So I think in that sense, it'd be totally fine um, for me. Yeah, I think, I think similarly, it would be probably, quote, easy from a relationship standpoint, just because I think we have so much shared history. It's like nothing is really going to change in how we interact or communicate in most of our lives. But... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that would do anything to like making it more challenging to feel intimacy in yeah. general. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we were still. What our relationship would look like. Yeah. In terms of closeness without sex. Yeah. Like emotional closeness. Yeah. I think you could definitely, you'd have to figure out some other way to make sure that there was some uh, emotional intimacy in the relationship. So it could be extended conversations. It could be, you know, what whatever other things that you do to like build up a good relationship you need to do those more maybe (laughs) in replacement but um sex is is one of the ways to continue building that like or maintaining that close and intimate relationship with the person so i think we could i think we pull it off yeah if we put our minds it's not like pandora's box where it's never going back i think we were more feverish pre-sex because it was like like this big thing yeah yeah yeah. for Uh sure yeah yeah 
Yes. Yeah. As a quick side note on the topic of waiting till marriage, I mean, it made our honeymoon very interesting because, you know, we've been holding back these floodgates for so long that as soon as we're married, I'm like, he's going to want me all the time. Like, yeah. he's going to be, you know, and like, we have sex and he's like, all right, I'm good. Cool. <laughs> and it broke my heart. I was like, you don't want me? Like... And so I literally cried on our honeymoon, Aww. like, because I was just like, I had this conception of just, you know, we're going to be, it's gonna be yeah, yeah. every two hours, and so, yeah. seven days. We've only right. attempted, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go into detail, but yeah, it was, it was just, it was, that was a funny, I yeah. guess, something I wasn't prepared for, not having had sex up right. till marriage, and then it was like, okay, this is not at all what I expected. Yeah. 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 There, the there marriage talks of... and in our Christian group didn't really get to that point. You know? It was all like pre, whoa, slow down, stop. Yeah, they didn't really talk about what to do once. Uh, yeah, so. Sim- similar to living together, there was a lot to figure out in terms of what our expectations were and uh, what our needs were and, and how to balance those between us because they don't always match up. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, I feel like there's... Um, other things, but yeah. um, I gotta go to work here. I so. know you do. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we could talk forever, which is why I want to do this. And yeah. um, you know, I feel like I get like high on giggles and conversation yeah. um, from you guys. It's it's a good time, but. Uh, we gotta stay on track <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> Minimal giggles. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so I didn't know this. Your dad had a marriage before. I didn't know mom. until uh, late college. In college. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. It just. Yeah. And he's got a couple half siblings. He didn't. No. Just kidding. So both of your parents are married, yes. which again, I feel like was a scary thing going into marriage myself mm-hmm. is my dad has been married four times. Mm-hmm. My mom has been married four times. Mm-hmm. I was like, divorce feels like contagious or like, mm-hmm. you know, almost like um, not a big deal. Not, yeah. you know, like almost expected. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I do not want to get divorced. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, yeah, I do not want to do that. Yeah. Um, and so for you guys, I feel like it's interesting to me growing up parents, your mom and dad are still together. Like mm-hmm. what does that even feel like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then being able to, yeah, I guess bring that into your own marriage. Like, did you see things growing up that maybe, um, were negative or positive, you know, that you have applied to your own relationship? Yeah. Oh, from our parents' relationships, like yeah. negative or positive? Or just like in general, the idea of your parents being together. I guess you don't know what the other side looks like. Yeah. But yeah. so for me, yeah. it's like, you know, divorced kids, it's a yeah. lot of moving back and forth. It's a lot of your mom and your dad kind of against each other, you yeah. know, maybe talking bad about each other, yeah. not liking each other, yeah. you know, like it's a lot of um, like tension, tension. Yeah. and you are the middle person, right? you know? Yeah. And so to have both your mom and dad be together, yeah. even if there's fights you know in yeah. daily life like everyone has you know just that commitment yes 
Yeah, I remember in middle school, so I had a group of like, I don't know, eight girlfriends. And I remember all except for like me and one of the girl's parents got divorced in the course of like a couple years where it was like, it, I was the weird one for having married parents. And I saw a lot of what you just described like in those divorces. And it was always just like, like, I don't know. It was, it, it sucks. Like divorce is not fun for anybody. So it just, I think I always like really appreciated my parents' relationship. I guess it's hard for me to say how directly it impacted my view of marriage. I would say, I don't think I was scared or thought about divorce in the same way that you might have going into marriage of like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a real possibility. Hmm. But I also don't think it was like, oh, it, you know, your marriage, like you're married once and that's it. That's the, I mean, that is what I think, but like <laughs> it wasn't, you know, I, I just wouldn't say that I had a lot of intentional thought on, um, yeah, those your two parents. being connected yeah. or not. Yeah. 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 I think it makes it probably easier to assume that every conflict that comes up can be resolved within the relationship. Yeah. So there's, there's nothing that would be, uh, so bad as to, you know, drive you to divorce. Now that's definitely not true at large. I mean, there's definitely issues with, you know, um, emotional yeah. or other abuse that like things yeah. that are like, you know, bad, right. <laughs> um, uh, or, or other relational challenges that would, you know, practically lead someone to that. But I think for us, I, I agree with Andrea that like there, there wasn't a ton of, um, fear that divorce was really on the table and I don't think we handle our relationship like it really is on the table right yeah 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 there's no exit I mean I think me and Jordan like say that and talk about that a lot you know just like yeah there's no we know who each other are and Mm -hmm. and through that there's no problem that we're not willing to like work through and resolve you know there's not I mean, at this far in a relationship, we would have seen if there's, yeah, emotional abuse or cheating or, you <laughs> yeah. know, whatever. We would yeah. have seen, like, those, like, really large red flags that would lead someone to divorce. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that those don't exist, that all the other stuff can be worked through as mm-hmm. long as you're committed to the mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this, the, uh, the final summary of all everything that we've talked about on this is, like, being aligned on... The purpose of marriage is like super fundamental to have yeah, a success. Yeah, way more important than whether or not you're compatible. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> like if you're well, I mean, weird. I mean, if you think about it, like arranged marriages, that's mm-hmm. why a lot of them work. Yes. Because not necessarily they're compatible, they don't even know each other, but yeah. because they both have a really strong intention of what marriage is yes yeah, and there are two get... people that are committed to learning to love each other better <laughs> and it's against the law to get divorced yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna so. say you can't get divorced if you won't get divorced yep. yeah so. so you will stay together <laughs> oh um, okay and to sum it up i guess too i want to know about you feel like the biggest hurdle because we've been talking about i feel like all this angelic like ooh, we're, <laughs> we're happy we love each other and um we're always committed Gross. and wonderful yeah but what has been a struggle um do you have a mutual one or do you feel like is there two different ones maybe so, so I'll, I'll speak from from just my perspective but I the dishes you'll, you'll probably <laughs> <say that. laughs> I, 
Well, yeah, I mean, I think the challenge of then, okay, we're, we're aligned on the purpose, like we've got the foundation, it's just all the other stuff that we need to figure out. So I think it's been uh, really tough for me over time to just learn, you know, how to consistently be trying to uh, grow and maintain the relationship, no matter how I'm feeling and, and have some like habits or consistency built up and doing things that make Andrea feel well loved that I do not understand at all. Um, and you know, we do, there is a practical like challenge of to use this example again, like the toilet paper roll has to go on one way. So like there are certain compromise and sacrifice that needs to take place, which is not super easy when there's not like a gray space solution that blends your priorities. Um, but there's like a, you actually just need to pick someone's preference. Um, Andrea? Yeah, um, sorry. (laughs) Um, yeah, I feel like the emotional part for sure. I think the part, what I was going to say was just the, The what? The dishes, for sure, for sure. Um, no, the parts where you go from, I think when we both essentially hit a wall in terms of our personalities differing, like I think it's learn like understanding fundamentally Austin has different motivations than I do and sees the mm-hmm. world in a different way and cares about, you know, on a values base, the same thing, but like he cares that I respect and appreciate what he does at his job. Like, I don't care if Austin says he's proud of me, like maybe a little bit, but not nearly as much as I would care that he says like, I love you and you're important to me. And so the yeah. fact that at you know a fundamental level, like we might see each other, or I, I value efficiency and being fast and Austin cares about being correct and being accurate. And those are like just things that we as people are very different on. And so it's like, okay, we recognize we're different. Now, how do we come to a middle ground and compromise because it's, it's like, re- those are things that are, it's really hard to learn to love each other better in because you just have no concept of how the other person thinks about something or like, yeah. it's really hard to give value to that because, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't to... know, fundamental personality differences that it's just like, okay, well now what? Because I'm never going to be like that and you're never going to be like this. So mm-hmm. now what do we do? And like, I think those have been ones that have stumped us because uh, once we get past like the emotion of an argument it's like okay so how do we move forward and we're both just like i actually don't know yeah don't know on this one yet so yeah i don't know yeah and i mean i think yeah i mean marriage is uh always a work in progress you're never gonna be -hmm. like okay now we made it (laughs) now there's no more work to be done you know yeah it's gonna be ongoing Forever, hopefully. Yeah. Ever and ever. Cool. Yes. Love it. Okay. Well, uh, I think that pretty much sums it up because, yeah, I got to get to Got to get to nursing those people. Um, but I really appreciate you guys coming on. It was super good time, good conversation. Yeah. And, yeah, appreciate it. Thank Love you it. for having us. Love yeah. you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, to all of our listeners, I hope you enjoyed too and got a little insight onto just marriage, relationships, all the good things, and um, peace, blessings, love, happiness to all of you. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.